Hey guys, I'm here with Daniel Askill, who is out in Sydney, and we were just talking about Mexico, and he's actually been to Costa Correas, where I'm at right now. So it's it's cool to meet someone who actually has a reference point to. Uh, we were we were talking about my my solitary, you know, journey or non-journey. I don't know what <laughs> what it's considered, but it has been wild. I'm I'm going on going on six months by myself isolated on the ocean in a beautiful house it's pretty wild yeah how incredible yeah really that is some kind of strange fantasy that like you say you never you never expect you're going to be able to actually do because you can never have the opportunity to stop life for that long exactly yeah yeah it's so great that you're leaning into that as opposed to not leaning into it because i think it is yeah really a gift what's craziest about it is how fast it goes. So like, I think about, I, you know, I can think about things of, of two minds where like the beginning of this feels like millennia ago, feels like another lifetime. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, there's these books sitting around my house that I haven't read. And I'm like, oh, like, how did I not get to that yet? Like, how did <laughs> I not spend, you know, like I haven't gone three days with that, with my phone turned off. I haven't done that once. And like, that yeah, was- yeah. Like, of course I'm going to do that. And I've not done it once, which is, you know, which is shitty. So it's completely, yeah. Like that, that, that's something that I haven't done since I was the last time I turned my phone off for like more than 48 hours was two thousand, like I would say 2008, like 2009, (laughs) like long time ago. And I thought this was that opportunity. And now, like, I don't know if I'm going to get to do it. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I, I, um, but I'm sure like everyone, there were so many things I imagined I was going to do at the beginning of this period because I'd flown out to Australia for what was supposed to be a week. And, you know, I've been oh, really? here for three months now. And, Oh gosh, the What's amount of poetry I was yeah, gonna like... write, the films I was <laughs> exactly. gonna write, the music I was gonna write, the meditating I was gonna do, that yeah, so the much routine. Stuff Are you a routine person? Just... Um, I, you know, in general, I'm not because I guess with my work, it's, you know, you always end up somewhere else on mm-hmm. a shoot or something, so it's very hard to have a routine, but. I have I have had slightly more of a routine since um, since everything locked down and since I've been out here with this. Yeah. I've been getting into a bit of Wim Hof breathing. I've been at least trying to make sure oh, I do okay. that every morning. And um, That was early for me. I got into – I looked at the Wim Hof stuff. I stopped watching. I, just, I watched a bunch of his videos like early on when I got here because I realized so – I was swimming every day and I realized my breathing was yeah. really messed up from swimming every day. Right. And realizing that when I was doing laps, I was just holding my breath. And I, I didn't normally realize it because I didn't swim this much. And when I got into a routine swimming, that was one thing – that I was like, wait, what's, why is my, I'm supposed to be able to do this without getting out of breath. And I just realized I was just holding my breath. I wasn't exhaling at all. I had no process. And, and someone did share with me those Wim Hof videos. It, it's very, it's totally changes things. When you, when you... Yeah. I, I've, I've kind of, I really kind of got, I've really got into it. There's just, there's some kind of meditative space that you get into during the breath hold part. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that I really like that feels quite restorative um, or something. Anyway, I've been doing a little bit of that in lockdown, yeah. like some things. <laughs> What's the deal, you think? Because now we're all, I think, hitting that part where like we really see ourselves in a way that we've never seen ourselves before. Like what you and I are reacting to right now. Like we're these like super, you know, running around people and all this stuff that like I imagine, you know, as we were saying, like we both kind of fantasize about this moment of, of, of slow down and then we get it. Mm. And it's like, where did it go? Like what? Yeah. What, I don't know. What, 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 how do you feel about like your time? Is it time management? Like, what is it? What, what's it all felt like for you? Um, yeah, I, I've got to say, I mean, obviously I think 
probably like you, I, I got very lucky in that I happened to land somewhere nice when it mm -hmm. happened. I guess like you happened to be in Mexico. I happened to have just got out to Australia. Otherwise, I guess I would have been in New York this whole time, which is where I'd come out here from. Um, and it was just a coincidence. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I've really enjoyed the time because I've caught up with family and I'd, I'd shot a film just before um, all this happened, which was also quite lucky. So I've, I've spent this whole time editing the film and yeah, it's been a very peaceful restorative kind of time because I've, just things in a bit, you know, the pressure of, you know, the normal day-to-day -day admin life stuff, social right. stuff, whatever other stuff we kind of, you know, emails, bills, all the stuff that we just kind of get ourselves caught up in. Um, usually day-to-day, -day, there's just it just feels like there's been a nice general pause and it's been a time to focus more presently on yeah just just this editing and family and stuff like that how is it what would have been any you know kind of key realizations about maybe things that you you maybe like importance value system shifts that have occurred during this time yeah it's a good question you know i keep um i keep telling myself i need to write a sort of intentions for after this period of what I yeah. want to remember um, once I, um, you know, and I th think a lot of that, I, I haven't written them down yet. I kind of wish I had. I think after this, I finally will because <laughs> I tried to remind myself to. It's, it's so not easy. Times. I've, I've yeah, done it a million I, times. I just think a lot of it is, is about, is about not running a not running around unnecessarily and just trying to be still and focus on, on the simple stuff that really matters, whether it be creative work or family or um, just being still and enjoying. I mean, it's so beautiful being out here in Australia. It's, look, it, it has made me public question in a big way. I guess I've been thinking with a long time with New York, whether that's really how much longer I want to be there. And I mean, I, I love New York, but being out here in Australia with more of a connection to nature and mm -hmm. um, a, a different kind of rhythm. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to be trying to be a bit more thoughtful about yeah, how we spend our time. I've been feeling before this, You there? Tell me when you're back. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Things up. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, right, man. I've got you. No, no, no. I've got to learn no if there's a way to um, pause oh, the rest the, of the world. Take the, no, just do the, on the phone on the top left, just the, like the switch, the mute switch. And oh, it'll, I can do it'll not that do that. And that it won't change yeah. us. And then you okay, could do, do if you want, pull down the right side and there's like, there's a do not disturb button. The, the moon, if you hit the moon, that, oh, that'll okay. do it. I'll put that on too. Yeah. It's a little, okay. And then, great. and then it'll, it, it'll, it'll give you a, um, uh, like, like a pop-up, but not interrupt. All right, we figured out workflow stuff. Um, Wait, but, oh, yeah, so I was saying, um, like, earlier this year, I was already on the I don't need to live in a city anymore. I've been doing, like, the since I, I've been doing, like, the remote, remote work life for a few years now, pretty yeah. much. So I have learned what, um, through that, I've learned both what I can do remotely, what I need to physically be places with, and, like, yeah. How that makes me feel, you know, like what I want yeah. for my day to day, for my months of, yeah. year, you know, how much time I want to spend in which kinds of places and how important 
Los Angeles and New York are to me. So I was already kind of on this path that like I was thinking about if I'm going to be in New York, I want to be in Queens. You know, I don't want to be in Manhattan anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I go to Los Angeles, I want to book my week or two and that's it, you know, and like I'm in the studio, yeah. I'm in my meetings yeah. and like then I leave. Um, so yeah. I'm already kind Completely. of on that. Yeah, and like I think what I'm doing next – so w w one thing that I've realized through quarantine is like, I have no work to be done. The only thing that I imagine we're in similar spots like this, like the only physical thing that I need to do mm. is shoot. Like if I'm shooting, that's the only physical thing in my work period. I'm not going to DJ anytime soon. I'm just like yeah. a lot of people are, but I think yeah. it's stupid yeah. and I'm not going yeah. to, I'm waiting a year for that. Um, I don't want to get sick. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of the problem. Um, my show, we're doing yeah. this, you know, uh, all my music, I'm just recording remotely. All of yeah. that. My clothing stuff is all on yeah. autopilot manufactured with, you know, I send, I send AI files and that's it. Um, yeah. and then it's films. So then further what I've, uh, what I've come to is like all the rest of my work over the last few months kind of doesn't fucking matter. Like the only yeah. thing, like I love my music. I love my clothes. I, I love all the shit that I do, but it's like, how dare I kind of is how I yeah, yeah. felt like releasing house music and stuff like that. Like it's so fucking stupid that's is how I feel. And all I want to do no, is make these films. That's all I, that's yeah. all I think matters. That's so cool. Yeah, I think it's it's been such a nice time to really get down to what is essential and what yeah. feels meaningful a meaningful pursuit in your life. And yeah, completely. It's kind of that signal to noise ratio thing. Just trying to like kind of remove a lot of the noise. Yeah. And about this, how you communicate with other stuff people. We kind you know? of gather. Yeah. Completely, like if, I, if I'm completely. telling people like I, I have a limit, I have such a small amount of attention that I get from other people. And if I'm using it, so like in the old world, I mean, we, we, we know each other through like, we've both worked on, you know, campaigns, like, you know, big stuff. Mm. And like, we're mm. good at that. And now I, now mm. I'm like embarrassed by it. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like if true. I, if I like... mount a campaign, it feels so stupid. Yeah, yeah, I know, because you really start thinking about what one, what's going to make your the rhythm of your life more sustainable and more meaningful, and obviously too, what kind of impact is what you're doing having on the rest of the world, and why yeah. be involved in stuff that isn't putting an authentic, meaningful sort of message of some description out into the world um, in in the realm of the stuff we do you think the very least we can what we're putting out there um has some degree of authenticity and benefit and is some kind of message we feel like has value for the broader community i guess yeah it's completely i think all that stuff's been yeah, it's shifted my a lot. what's yeah. what's been you know creatively uh so you're cutting the feature is that is that the feature from the short is, is that I don't, I don't want to, um, don't, don't, what's that? Oh, sorry. Did it cut out? Um, don't say, um, is that the feature from the short, from the short film that you made? Oh, right. No. Um, yeah, I made a short last year. Um, no, that's, that's a different feature actually that, um, I've been developing for a while that we haven't shot yet, but, um, no, I was lucky at the end of last year, uh, we got a, a small um, improvised feature financed. Um, amazing. It was kind of an amazing experience. We took, it was an ensemble cast of about six people that we took up to the Daintree Rainforest. It's the kind of largest piece wow. of uninterrupted rainforest in Australia. Um, and we just had the most amazing time. Um, it was Isabel Lucas and Bobby Menwes and Hunter Lockhart and Kieran J. Callanan. Anyway, an interesting... Kieran J. Uh, Callanan. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, he's in wow. it, actually. Um, Priscilla Doherty, Louis Sullivan, 
Trevor Jameson. Anyway, really, really interesting little ensemble of actors. And we went up, up north for like a month and kind of basically improvised this feature film around, a, oh, wow. a, around quite a loose framework. Um, and so I, I've been cutting that. And yeah, even that project, it was interesting that happened just before going into this period because I think looking back on it, it's also kind of representative of the way I'd like to work in the future. You know, it was so collaborative. It was quite a small footprint. How did it come together? Yeah, I'd love to know. Um, I'd written it with a couple of friends of mine, like no script, just... Um, it was just like a sort of 20 page outline of this mm -hmm. idea about a group of people who get invited on this retreat and sort of what happens when they get there and realize something is stopping them from leaving. Um, and yeah, we were lucky enough to get some, uh, some private funding out of Australia. Um, and all of a sudden we were, we were shooting it sort of having not expected it to come together that quickly wow. um yeah and, and that that was it it really um so yeah we've just sort of locked the first cut and um sort of be going into post over the next few months but yeah i mean it really made me think that thing that's a big deal because i mean that's a huge step this is your first first narrative feature right did it cut out hello Movie, so yeah, I think I really, uh, yeah. Sorry, you that, you know, man. I was yeah, saying no, this, this is, is your first, first narrative feature. Yeah, this is a big deal. I mean, yeah, yeah, congrats. no, it's my first <laughs> movie. So yeah, I know. I'm really proud of all, proud of the conventional way. You know, I guess we're, I was watching a lot of improvised films going in into it, Terrence Malick movies and things like that and so I, oh. I guess it's sort of it's um it was a very fluid evolved um as as we shot it and as we cut it and the story has sort of revealed itself through the process and so yeah it reminded me of when i first started making films everything was exploratory again and after doing mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that you were talking about bigger campaigns or uh large commercial sort of projects that are obviously sort of a lot by committee and a lot of pre-planning and it just felt so liberating and exciting to go away with a small group of people and just all collaborate um, on making. So it was like a real thing. response you know, we're to all the way getting that up in the morning. And... I think there's a delay. Is it mine or yours? Shit. Yeah. I mean, in, in the, um, Oh yeah, I wonder if it's me. Should I? Hmm. How's It's in and out. Do you hear um, me? Okay. Do you want to pause again? Sure. So we were talking. Daniel was talking about his feature. We're having. It's a bad Zoom day. Like I had. I was doing Zoom earlier <laughs> today, and it was messed up. I don't know if it's you know, Correa's wind or something or zoom is <laughs> fucked up, but what, but like, it's been a bad zoom day anyway. Uh, but you, you're excited to hear about, so you're talking about the feature, um, you know, how kind of your workflow in the past influenced a reaction, an adverse reaction almost to how you wanted to make this film. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, when the film came about, it was very much because, I, you know, I, I'd had a couple of, films at various stages of development, one with a bigger studio and stuff, and the kind of frustrations of things falling over and being at the whim of a lot of other factors trying to get a movie off the ground. And um, yeah, me and a couple of friends sort of wrote this thing that we were like, you know, what if we just took a bunch of friends that we know, actors, musicians, performers, to, to be honest, we talked about somewhere like Correa's at one point. Oh, wow. Or, you know, a, a house in the countryside somewhere and totally. you know we had we had this little premise around a bunch of people come to this house they're invited by an enigmatic host they turn up and the host never arrives and next thing you know they realize they can't leave it's not like the doors are locked some psychological force is stopping them exterminating from leaving. angel 
yeah, well, we'd seen we'd seen the opera of Exterminating Angels. Love it. Um, recently, and we'd actually seen that, and we'd gone, you know, I, I bet there's a kind of modern day take on this kind of premise. Totally. Yeah. That's 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 a bit more of a and it well an improvised approach but on that and so you know we went quite method on the whole thing in that we actually had the actors living in this house for yeah, the whole yeah. time <laughs> we were shooting um and uh yeah anyway we didn't end up going to caress but some money appeared from australia and we found this amazing house up in the daintree rainforest and um ended up making it a little more traditionally than what we'd originally planned like you know we did have the actors living in the house but we also you know we we had a, a relatively large i mean a small crew for a feature there was like 30 crew up there that we were staying in a little lodge opposite the road but we're still very isolated in a way it's a very small community up there in australia mm-hmm. like a couple of hundred people um actually living up there and some of them became really involved just helping us navigate the the beat you know the beaches up there are, are so beautiful but also they have crocodiles on them and you can't get in the water because oh. there's killer jellyfish it's oh kind God. of the most be- <laughs> it's the most beautiful place where everything can kill you that's um, funny but yeah we just had this most magical co- sort of collaborative time making this movie up how there. many days and, uh, um we're up there about a month we're up okay. there about a month um and um yeah it just really reminded me of like i was saying before what it was like when i first started making films and just that thing of everything every day feeling like a new discovery as opposed to everything feeling completely pre-planned and meditated premeditated um so yeah it's it's a, a lesson i kind of really learned and would love to continue again in another project I mean, could you see a path forward for yourself where you're continuing to operate, you know, your commercial music video branded content kind of work as you do, but doing other stuff as well. That's more like what you're described. Is that something maybe that creates a balance for you creatively? Yeah, completely. I mean, I guess to some extent, I was always trying to work towards that kind of balance. I've always done some, I guess, self, uh, motivated projects that exist outside the the um, sort of commercial or, or, or traditional music um, world, but yeah, this would certainly do something on a bit of a bigger scale, like this movie mm-hmm. that was so free. Um, yeah, it would be great to yeah move forward with that that kind of balance. And I think you know, with the commercial, more commercial stuff, certainly as a result of what we were talking about and this having this moment of reflection, you know, just, just trying to be as thoughtful as possible of what projects you do get involved within that spectrum. I've always felt that you're, so you, you sort of, um, we probably came from different, you know, we probably came to film in different ways, but you executed, you know, a career path that I, thought I was going to do when I was young. Like when I first got into it, I thought that was going to be, uh, that's what I was going to do. I thought I was going to do one right, for, right. for them. I thought I was going to do, that's how I started commercials, fashion videos, uh, documentaries, music videos, stuff like that. And, um, and then I was going to use that money to go make my artsy stuff. And I yeah, just, yeah. that balance did not work for me. And right, right. So I went to the, I just went full. I was like, this is going to pause. And then I didn't start again until recently and now i have now yeah, I'm doing yeah. this again just recently you know right now but um i took That's a long great. time off yeah yeah no it's super exciting i guess you and i uh, you don't even know this yeah so so yeah so that's what i've been to so i have a short yeah. in festivals now and uh the that's feature great. will be hopefully like september october shooting um yeah amazing where can i see the shot i'll send it to you when we're off yeah i'll send you yeah going. amazing oh that's yeah, exciting we'll- man but you, what, what, I, I didn't mean to make that about the, the, the uh, no, no, but that, that's exciting to know because yeah, we obviously you. met more in the sort of music world spectrum. And, um, right. I think those meetings we had at the fruit brand back once upon a time and <laughs> all that kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah. Our in, in different, uh, different projects, different companies, whatever, but, yeah, but what I wanted to, to give you is that, you know, your take 
on, you know, the branded content space, the commercial space, the music video space, you're always sort of like very idiosyncratic with your work and it's meaningful and there's a style to it. There's so many people who are, you know, quote, filmmakers, directors, really, they're just like, they're hustlers, you know, they're just like, it's not, I'm not meaning to be disrespectful to them, just they're not coming into it as like, they're the director because the director is a dope position to have. And if you can make mm. the thing happen, you might as well call yourself the director. Like, but oh, right. you, but they don't, they don't have any, they're just putting the camera down and people are moving around and you know, whatever. And then they're, they're, they're a director cause they've got brand relationships and stuff, but your work has always like, you have made art with it pretty much always. I, I think like there's, there's a few notable points on your career, but really like I can identify when it's you by the bodies, by the way that the camera, like literally by the, the timing of your cranks, uh, like your, your, your slow-mos, like there, there's a certain way that you've done them since, and I, I just rewatched your 2003, you know, we have decided not to die. And like, you've been doing those slow cranks for your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and you did it again with natasha prayer just now <laughs> yeah, by the way yeah, i yeah. need to shout out that um to me personally and i know that a lot of people listening i was on the phone with with another dp yesterday ginger jarnigan who's good friends with natasha you mm. getting natasha to shoot water for the first time since <laughs> lynn's lynn ramsey swimming <laughs> which is a legendary yeah, yeah. legendary film oh my god it's on criteria yeah i know that shot yeah yeah oh that's that's not that's nice of you to make all those connections man because i think that um yeah all, all of that resonates with me and yeah and i appreciate you um calling all all that out because um yeah i i, I guess I, I have tried in my own way to only take on projects that i feel like i can come to in a way that's meaningful and authentic and i can hopefully take beyond um the the constraints of sometimes, you know, where they've, where they've come from and, and try and do something with them that, that speaks in a different way. And yeah. Well, Nata Natasha's so, Natasha's so great. Um, it was so, I mean, I we've worked very impressed a couple of that, times together the over the, the years, but yeah, she's, she's wonderful. And it was really special making that surf film with her, with those three amazing Women's We're talking about stuff. an Audi video that came out in March uh, that you produced with with convicts. I guess. Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. They they sort of come up with the idea and and um, Stephanie Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that that was one of those other lucky kind of projects where you know there there was a brand involved, but only in so much as they were putting the money forward, really, and they great. were very open to us really just doing whatever we thought was best for the for the film making of it all and working with those three amazing surfers and it was incredible to go out there to kelly slater's wave pool at, at night with natasha and 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 work with 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 that group yeah i i do i do love to that lynn ramsey shot you mentioned i remember looking back at that when natasha and i were first talking about the project because yeah, Natasha, like like me, loves some water and light and <laughs> slow motion. <laughs> right. We we can both geek out out a bit in that space together. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's some really beautiful shots, and I watched that behind the scenes clip because I didn't understand the geography of Kelly Slater's ranch, and then in the behind mm. the scenes, you can see like the dock that goes out there that allows you to do a dolly with a wave is crazy. Like, you, like, cause I, I saw some shots and like, I know that people do some crazy trick photography and surf videos. And like, I, I have no, I don't surf either. I want to learn, but just like you, but uh, I have no idea how they do those shots with the jet skis and shit. But like, that was so crazy that you did a, a full dolly in with a wave. Like I didn't, that, that was that that was a thing and that was so cool if you watch the scenes it's along the dock a dolly in for the full wave with three surfers it's wild <laughs> and it's so amazing being on a jet ski next to those three surfers 
on that yeah. wave because it's because you've got the control of that artificial wave there's a lot that you can do that you wouldn't usually be able to do i mean the real challenge with that though was lighting it up at night which we didn't really know um till we got there how well that was going to work or not that was kind were of you studying of the, the moon challenges. and stuff like that what was the what was the vibe what um i mean really there's a huge what's called like a, a bb light backlighting a certain part of the wave that became a sweet spot because we couldn't really afford to light up the whole length of the wave because it's okay. quite a long run that that wave does so there's kind of a, a sweet spot that we could light up to be able to shoot at some of the speeds we wanted to be able to shoot so the, the first wave what know, speed were you shooting um, oh, I mean, it wasn't crazy speed. Some of it's in real time. Some of it's up to about okay. 120 frames. Okay. Um, but the it was really beautiful. The first the first wave that we did, where the three surfers got on the wave together, yeah. And you know, there's about probably about you know half a mile of travel before they come into the pool of light that we lit. Yeah. So we're all standing on the the far side of the wave just watching the darkness basically oh, and you cool. start and seeing merge. this wave emerge and then these three surfers out of the darkness into this lit it was so kind of it felt like being in the theater you know being in the most amazing that. theater where the stage was just this wave pool emerging out of darkness it, yeah it was quite a special night because we shot all through the night and you know i was worried we were gonna it, it had the potential to be a nightmare that shoot because you know you've got water you've got big lighting and electricity and you're, you're shooting through the through the night so everyone's mm. losing their minds a little bit but the energy of the surfers who were just like on a high the whole time from just from surfing i mean yeah you know, like you say i don't surf unfortunately you do but the being around surfers and a lot of the crew had come on board you know at lower rates because they wanted to come because it was um, cool <laughs> to that to that pool and like i remember the drone guys who were so sweet and had come up and basically done it um on spec because we couldn't we couldn't afford the kind of drone team we really needed for it they were like if we're coming into kelly slater's wave pool just like give us the last wave of the night and we'll be there so oh, everyone cool. was everyone was there for the love of it basically that's really um, nice and yeah it, it was an awesome night yeah that's cool. It's crazy what, what where drone photography is today. I have a shot built into my short that I didn't do because I was kind of like, I wanted, like, I didn't want to do the halfway of it. And mm. it would have been, it would have basically added, like, it's sort of, sort of, I was thinking about my short while you were talking about like your overnight. And, you know, my AD convinced me not, he convinced me to to be done by like two or 3 AM rather than start yeah. at, you know, rather than start late and go yeah. through the night. Cause, cause it just, it fucks people up and you get people like no one actually preps for it and they get yeah. fucked up. And, and, and yeah. I didn't really consider that I'm a fucking DJ. I don't care. You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you tell me like, night. I'll go overnight. I, I was, I was going through the night anyway. Cause I was directing acting pretty i was doing you know everything oh you're in so it as well i'm in it yeah oh amazing so i was you know when i'm breaking i'm like i have like five more meetings basically after the break so like i didn't give a shit anyway like uh because i have to assess i have to do so many things anyway but uh so i was down to go overnight but but he was really smart and he i i'm i, I like this i just like don't make people do it unless it's absolutely necessary because people go fucking crazy and yeah. like it's yeah it's, it's really true hard. because like you say it's very hard to get everyone to prep for it properly and go into that rhythm because they don't have like our, lives that, that allow yeah, for it you know allow, like yeah, even exactly. if they want to they're working yeah. the day before and yeah no. yeah exactly and you end up with, <laughs> end up with some kind of nightmare on set yeah um did anyone yeah. crack up? Was it like, so it worked out okay? Uh, yeah, it worked out okay. Literally, I think, because everyone was just high off watching these amazing surfers take it's wave a beautiful after wave. Video. It's a really exciting, it, it looks awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. had an amazing team on that one. Yeah, obviously, Natasha. 
Oh yeah, that's what I was saying with the drone shot. So that so I cut the drone shot because the drone would have been something that we, it needed to be at night, and yeah. I would have needed to use my you know my my darkness, my dark my, my my night exterior time. I would have it would have added another day basically. Right, right, right. If I was gonna, cause it, unless I nailed it on one, yeah. And I was just like, unless I'm gonna get the best of the best drone ops, I was I was getting like a fifteen hundred dollar drone op. And which is not nothing, but I'm not going to like, I had a super, my, my drone shot is like this really wild, like there's, it's a oneer and then characters talk and like it goes over cars and stuff. And it's like super, there's a lot of beats in it. And yeah. my AD was looking at it and he's like, dude, this is going to take half a day to get it right. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I was like, so I cut it, but it's in the feature. It opens the feature. And yeah, uh, amazing. So once I get all the, like one, basically I have it as like, once I cross a certain budgetary threshold, like that means I get to do that shot. And (laughs) that's how I want to open the film. And I, and I wrote it for that, but yeah, it's so wild just cause like we can, I saw this film last year, you know, I I don't want to talk shit, so I won't, I won't say who, but like I saw a film that opens with a beautiful drone shot. Yeah, and then it it goes over all these different places in India, and then it comes right, right into the single. Like all it it nails right. it. It see the whole yeah, city. Wow. Then you see the setting of that we're talking about. We see the the yard, and then it goes into the single. And the person, the actor is meditating, and it's the actor. It's not a standing, <laughs> and it's it's yeah, a wow. single. It goes all the way into it, and then they fucking cut before oh, the right. scene starts. But not right, like right, a real right. cut, like ju- like a, like a jump cut. They just they just go right. into the next single, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. you nailed it. Could have just do- <laughs> you could have just done sync, sync the sound, and you would you had you nailed this amazing <laughs> shot." So that's like my what I want to do. I want to start from another part, like yeah. it's like it's like on a, along a highway basically, and there's yeah. like a field, and there's two characters in a field, and we're sync sound there. The drone yeah. flies over, and then we go into a parking lot next door. And we're yeah, amazing. there. That's my like, I just think that's so like we could do that. It's so, it's, yeah, it's no, like it, touch of evil. Yeah, no, that, that would be incredible. And then the only joke becomes getting the, the right take from the performances in both locations exactly. that sync up technically <laughs> with, with the drone shot, which is always the big struggle. Like, I, I don't think I've seen the film you mentioned, but I can only imagine they probably did shoot the scene, but they never they quite had the take, got yeah. the perfect mix of the perfect drone shot. And the perfect yeah. performance. I was just so I was so upset because I was just like, oh my god, this is like my dream shot. And then yeah. they, they bailed. Like because the, the, the cool drone shot is, is worth I'll tell you after, yeah, because I don't want to uh I just like don't want to talk shit about like whatever DP yeah. did that, you know. Cause <laughs> it was a super complicated shot and I don't know. Sounds, but, sounds great. I'm excited um, to see your film. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to send it to you. I love, love getting. I got, I got some cool feedback last night from like an old school producer who I've admired for a long time, and and he watched it, and it was yeah. like I had a call with him, and and that was cool. I'm like starting to, you know, it's like that phase where like I'm like okay showing it to people who I like, and yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting but, that feedback phase, isn't it? Yeah, we've started doing some screenings of my movie for for some people whose opinions I respect to just get some feedback and oh, stuff. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's always a bit nerve-wracking. So you feel like you're standing up naked in front of these people you respect. And Well, so go, go backwards a little bit, like into your, your journey, your life, you know, so you, you made a short and that kind of propelled you, right? Is that accurate? Like, like back in the day when you're getting your, your path to making films. Yeah, I mean, I with, growing up, I was always into music and art, basically. I thought I was either going to be a musician or a painter or something. That's the stuff I was sort of focusing my attention on. And yeah, somehow I sort of started dabbling in a bit of filmmaking. I eventually made that, that short you mentioned, We Have Decided Not to Die. And that, that sort of led to a few other things. For me, I guess it did a bit of a festival circuit. And I ended up signing some production companies based on that and started doing the music video thing and yeah, I, I guess it kind of went from there. But yeah, it was always really grounded in sort of my original passion in in music and, and art, um, I guess. Music videos yeah. were also like your, 
way into the music world, which was which was sort of a shared interest. Yeah, yeah, completely. I, I was always, you know, I, I played music growing up, and so that that space between image and sound and filmmaking and music always felt very natural to me. And and I guess the the fashion and graphic kind of world kind of came into that. I mean, I, I originally studied at St. Martin's in London and, and while I was there, I was had a kind of lucky thing where I was doing some bit of work um, at like a digital media company over there that happened to be in the same building that Alexander McQueen was in back in the day. And I sort of started doing some design work for them because for McQueen because they were upstairs. That's amazing. That, wow. that, that led to a few other things. And then I Oh came yeah, back I forgot you went to St. Martin's, Central St. Martin's. Yeah. Amazing, yeah, amazing so, design school. Yeah, that period was, was interesting. And I guess we came in contact with some people during that period and then ended up coming back to Australia and starting a little production company back here, which is, you know, I, I made that we have to sign up to die short um, through that. And, then ended up going back overseas start, and started yeah, directing videos and stuff like that. How do you see that balance today with, you know, the same things that you were attracted to that, you know, that got you started and then the things that sort of came your way as your, as it's a career, you know, how do you see the mm. positioning of all that today with the intersections of music, fashion, brands, narrative filmmaking, like, you know, stories, scripts. How, how do you see all of that intersecting? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, I guess like we were talking about before, it's about trying to navigate a space through it where you can find an authentic path to make the work that you feel is, is meaningful amongst that whole nexus i mean i guess i guess in as a kind of example i guess this movie we've just made is a bit of an example of that in that some of the money actually has come via a brand although the the, the brand it, it's in no way branded content there's there's no mention of the brand um in the project um that's a good evolution of the brand content space by the way just like a lot of people know this but a lot of people listening don't that there are brands i think red bull led the way with this of like mm. brands that don't you know that do it right not as commercials yeah. but they want to like more it's not exactly patronage because there is something yeah. in it for them but the association yeah. and the like we're going to make something exist yeah we so don't they need our soda to be yeah Exactly. So they can talk about the fact that they're funding these kind of projects, but in, the projects are, are a pure piece of work. And that, yeah. I guess that, that is happening more and more. And, and, and some of a my huge asset to you as a filmmaker and a, you know, a director and a producer, because that's it, also usually not always, but it's usually free money. It's not carrying equity. Yeah. In the film. So you yeah. maintain ownership and you're in a much better position for sales and acquisitions where you're probably already in a position where you have good relationships on distribution and stuff like that, but they might not mm -hmm. be traditional. And normally a filmmaker finances a film privately and has a huge set of investors that they have to satisfy with an acquisition yeah. immediately. But if you don't have that check that you have to write right away, it gives you a lot of freedom to maybe go with a distributor that like you really dig, but completely. it doesn't have the advance, you know? Yeah, no, you're completely right. And yeah, we're so lucky on this project because I've got final cut on it. And in a way, I, I'm, awesome. we're not answering to anyone in terms of the final product. They've been very hands-off and just like you make whatever, you know, you feel is the right thing to make. So it has been nice like that. And I guess like on your question with the music thing, the, um, there's a band I've worked with um, over the years in music videos that I really love called These New Puritans and yeah. English band and they've written a lot of the music for the movie so i cool. guess there's that that kind of space and yeah it is going to be interesting with distribution because it's a kind of it, this film definitely exists in a kind of space between art and filmmaking so yeah we're already having conversations around how we release it as in a you know in in a i guess an unconventional way but in a way that it can it can reach um, the people who are going to be interested in it in are the you most meaningful way. Are you thinking about festivals or? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we'll definitely start with the with the festival circuit, but whether there's also some kind of release in collaboration with a gallery or a, um, you know whether we do some live event screening of it with the the band playing live, and you know it feels like it's one of these sort of films that's going to lend itself to. Um, some releases of it that are a little less conventional, I guess. Right. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. But yeah, we'll definitely do the festival sort of circuit with it. I think we'll probably start that at the beginning of next year. I mean, as you've probably realized, it's kind of like so many of the festivals are being canceled or going online. Obviously, yeah, that's because what, of I'm everything in this that's going spot. on. Like, yeah. I thought that, you know, I'm just like get whatever I get. I love the festivals and it's my, you know, the, those are my favorite places in the world and it's my, my dream to show at, at some of them. But um, I'm just, I'm pushing forward, you know, regardless, yeah. like I'm, I'm just raising, you know, I'm putting, packaging my film uh, irrespective of whatever festivals happen. I don't expect to be sitting at the, you know, at a luncheon in Toronto or Venice and, happen upon a financier i don't expect that you know and be introduced by the programmer and like oh you have to meet sean you know i don't think that's going to happen this year so i'm trying to you know we have to do it ourselves <laughs> yeah it's a different it's a different rhythm now isn't it I mean, it'll be interesting Definitely. to see if the festivals do start opening back up next year i guess we'll just wait and see i think sundance will be the world. first uh the yeah. sundance will be the the big test for february yeah push it back a little bit but if Sundance goes off then can will definitely happen yeah and then we, not not back to normal but we'll be in whatever the new world is and I think that's yeah. when it starts so if, if by the end of this year we're like in a kind of you know moderate yeah. space if we're if we're flattening the curve at least the U.S. is a mess but everywhere else seems to be improving I don't know yeah Crazy times, yeah. It's yeah, it's interesting being out here in Australia. I mean, it's it's kind of like normal life here because the cases have been, relatively speaking, so low. But there has just been a bit of a spike down south in Victoria, which I think has scared everyone a little bit. But yeah, suddenly a very different world out here than it is in America. Do you have your eleven a.m.? I don't want to keep you. Oh yeah, what time is it? It's, I think it's your, well, I can't say the time away. <laughs> I think it's 11 a.m. your time. It's, oh, it's 11. Oh yeah. I should probably go in five. I just want to actually got a little writing session. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to keep you over time, um, but I'm so excited. What have you got for on you? for the rest of your day? I mean, it's eight o'clock here. So oh, actually, okay. what am I so saying? Like, I have a shitload of stuff. No, I'm not. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a uh, like a like a producer conversation whenever this wraps. Uh, I'm calling him, um, and then I have my friends are doing like a like a screening series, like on like we all watch live and like a bunch oh, of different fun. filmmakers. So watching that's this cool. film that I'm actually really excited to watch uh, this um the fourth man it's a paul verhoeven film all oh, right yeah yeah i think i've never yeah. seen it i haven't so seen that i know the one you mean well i got a link for you if you need it <laughs> but yeah uh, and i'm excited to see you that's great that you're directing yeah because i wasn't i wasn't aware of that in your yeah we could do we could do like a proper catch-up i mean long story yeah, short yeah. is like i just you know i killed all of my other stuff a few years ago and um yeah. I just, you know, have lived in like the art space for the last few years, super quietly. Um, been making stuff. I made a film last year, but uh, or I made a film the year before and last year. Um, but I yeah. did it like for me. I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. You know, this was the first thing that I did with like other people in mind, and yeah. simultaneously, a lot of new music, new clothes, clothing stuff. Um, had all these events planned but that's that's shot but what's happened over the last few months is like a combo of just super positive feedback to the film that i made yeah and the world shifting so i just i just yeah. feel, i felt like like i fucking i dude, i love music you know how much i love music like i just like 
it feels really weird for me to release music and all this stuff. It just feels like noise. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. For some reason, the film feels substantial in a set, yeah. in a way that I can actually like put my money where my mouth is of like making really meaningful stuff. And like, that's it. Yeah. It's essential. Yeah. Yeah. And the film is yeah, meaningful. The film is about things that I, yeah. that I preach about, you know, the music yeah. is too, but it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, you can't really get that. You can't distill that. It's, it's all, Completely. it's, it's, just, you know, people don't hear the song and understand what it's about. Like, but the film, you watch it and you actually think about these things, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's interesting. Yeah. Suddenly with my film too, it's, trying to get across some ideas that I feel like I believe in. And it's, it's interesting finding that balance when you're trying to make a piece of work that is speaking about things that you feel strongly about, how, how you find that line between, yeah. um, I'm at the, the, this moment with it in the final moments of the edit, maybe you're finding this too. Oh yeah. Like how, how do you sort of speak to ideas you want to speak to, but, but not make them didactic or not sort of feel like you're ramming things down people's throats, but create a the space. The answer is usually people... cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. True. It's all That's about what, I've found. What, what you leave in and what you leave. What you I have down. a 45 minute cut of my film that turned out to be 17 minutes when I decided right, right, what, right. like when I really was like, what is, what matters? What's essential. Yeah. It, it became yeah, 17 cool. minutes, but I have it. I'm never showing it to anyone, but I have a 45 minute cut. And that exists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I when I'm like, okay, what is this film really? And I distill yeah. it down to a sentence. That's the 17 minute cut, and I think yeah. it's a much better film. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, dude, I'm really excited. If if you need, um, you know, if you're if you're looking for eyes on on your cut, I'm I'm would love to watch uh, anytime, and I'm excited to see it whenever, and you know, whenever that time comes, and it's Thanks, great to man. connect. And, and we'll definitely be in touch and I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you some stuff. Thanks a lot, man. I've, I've lost my video of you now. I don't know. Anyway, it sounds like we, whatever. I'm in there perfectly till the last minute. <laughs> I <laughs> can good. hear you though. Good. Yeah, man. <laughs> great to well, speak to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Great to catch yeah. up. Send, send love to your brother and um, I will. I'll send you a link and uh, good luck with, with finishing the cut. I'm so excited for you. Awesome. All right, Thanks man. a lot, Stay Sean. Safe. Be well over there. Bye. Peace. Bye.